We have two main stories today. First, we will, of course, talk about the latest news out of Westpac, who may be lined up to take over the reins at the troubled bank. Philip Lowe also has given his position on quantitative easing. Welcome to the Australian Market Briefing Podcast. My name is Jason Hughes and it's Wednesday the 27th of November 2019. The local share market advanced for a third trade session yesterday as Westpac rebounded on the news that CEO Brian Harzer will be stepping down. More on that in just a moment. The ASX 200 rose 56.1 points, ending at 6,787.5 points. Besides Westpac, the market moved up as news came out that Chinese officials have called for penalties and punitive action for the infringement of patents and copyrights to be introduced faster. This lifted shares on Wall Street on Monday as hopes rise for a phase one trade deal before Christmas. However, several analysts have warned that until we have ink on a page, investors should be cautious. Miners also advanced yesterday on news that Caltex has received a takeover offer from Canadian convenience store operator Elementation Couchetard. The takeover offer at $8.6 billion is apparently in preliminary phases and there are no assurances being given about a transaction taking place. We've seen modest gains overnight as eyes have remained on China. The Dow is up 0.11%, the S&P 500 is up 0.09% and the Nasdaq is up 0.2%. The Eurostox 50 dropped by just under a tenth of a percent and the FTSE was up about that much. Now on to Westpac. Before the market opened on Tuesday morning, Westpac CEO Brian Harzer announced that he will be stepping down. This comes a little over 12 hours after Westpac announced their official response to the crisis with a video of Harzer apologizing. CFO Peter King will be taking over the top job as a global search is initiated for a replacement. Chairman Lindsay Max said has also said that he will be bringing forward his retirement and leaving the bank in early 2020. In addition, Ewan Crouch, who is the head of Risk and Compliance Committee, will also not be standing for re-election at next week's AGM. This seems somewhat predictable. In the five or so days since the crisis began, Westpac have appeared to have been trying to avoid this. However, I think that we all knew that this is the least that the public and investors would demand. Although it is clear now that the work is not done. When CBA got caught up in an Austrax scandal, which saw Chief Executive Ian Derev ousted, they appointed the head of the retail bank Matt Common to the top job despite calls for outsiders. The Australian Financial Review has compiled a list of possible candidates, which include CFO Peter King, who has pledged to remain at the bank as long as he is needed. Les Matheson, Chief Executive of the Royal Bank of Scotland, has also been deemed a likely candidate, as have Westpac's institutional boss, Lynn Coblett, Macquarie Deputy Managing Director Greg Ward, who was on the shortlist to replace Andrew Thorburn at NAB, and Craig Dummond, the Medibank CEO and former NAB CFO. 
we will keep you updated as that story develops. Jumping across Sydney to Martin Place, RBA Governor Philip Lowe has quashed speculation about the potential for quantitative easing here in Australia. He has all but ruled it out, saying that it would only be an option as an alternative to taking rates to zero. Dr Lowe said that our current thinking is that QE becomes an option to be considered at a cash rate of 0.25%, but not before that. He added that he doesn't foresee us reaching that point in the near future. However, he did lay out some idea of what it may look like should we see QE here in Australia. He said that the RBA would purchase government bonds instead of corporate bonds. He said that the bank has no appetite to buy private sector assets under a QE program. However, I would add that it is important to note that the Australian government bond market is fairly small. It is so small in fact that the RBA has had to put limits on the amount of government bonds that can be held as part of their high quality liquid assets or HQLAs. This has recently begun to rise, however if a QE program were to be initiated, the RBA certainly would be constrained by that limited stock of government debt. Barring a massive fiscal expansion financed by government lending, this is unlikely to change and would no doubt be very unpopular looking a lot like debt monetization which historically has not turned out very well. To be clear I'm not saying this is remotely a likely possibility it is just for illustration purposes. Lowe said that these restrictions are not impediments to QE but would need to be taken into account. That is all we have for today thank you for listening I'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Hey guys, thank you for listening to that episode of Australian Market Briefing. Just thought I'd let you know about the other podcast I do, which is called Business As Usual. I do it with my friend Matt Brewis from the Millennial Investor YouTube channel, and we get together every week and have a discussion about what is going on in the markets in a bit of a longer form than I do on this podcast. And we also have some discussions about how we like to act on the information and news that happens. So be sure to check us out. You'll find it on any podcasting platform. Just search for business as usual. Our thumbnail is a little blue square and it has a city silhouette in the background. Thank you.